morning, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to Monday, 15th day of November 2021. My name is Nick. There's Big J over there. Jeez, Big J, what the heck? <coughs> God! Sorry. I just swallowed some coffee in the wrong pipe. <clears throat> Which pipe did it go down? The one you're not supposed to have liquid going down. Your air pipe? Yeah. How many pipes do you think we got, by two. the way? Just two. the two? Yeah. One for liquid, the other for air? Well, and food. Wait, which one does the, the liquid and food is together? Yes. Gotcha. But I mean, two pipes is still the point. Yep. Gotcha. Two uh, pipes. And one when mouth. it goes down the other, <laughs> your favorite kind. Uh, did we talk about that today, Big J? The big event that happened on Friday on stage at uh, Welcome to Rockville? Oh, I mean, that's up to you. I didn't see it. You didn't see it? No. How did you avoid it? I did a really good job avoiding it until Jamie Josta posted it on Twitter, and I follow him, and so it popped up in my timeline a yeah. bunch of stuff. Once you posted it, I mean, I, I'd heard about it, but I, I haven't seen the actual. Well, then we act. can't talk about it. How do I get a hot take from you, Big J? Well, if you I, haven't I actually mean, you seen shouldn't it. do it. Who's uh, your hot take? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's a cold take at best, but I understand what you're saying. I do agree with it. But uh, my, my um, I guess I'm kind of like a naysayer about a bunch of stuff, but to me, that felt planned, it felt pre-produced, and it felt like it was done I mean, you should probably tell purpose. everybody what you're talking about. We're talking about the band uh, Brass Against that played Thursday night, it must have been Thursday night, right, at, uh, at Welcome to Rockville in Florida, and uh, they went viral on Friday because the lead singer, uh, the headline was urinated on a fan on stage uh but uh, again i feel like it was a setup from the word go uh but i mean it's real pee of course but it's real gross it's real gross it's real pee the guy really volunteered for it and listen again i'm not here to kink shame anybody i know these things are a thing but that's that's just not my yeah, style man. that's another one i don't get at all i there has yet to be a kink that i understand if we're being perfectly honest but, uh, listen, to each their own, I feel like you, however, open the door to criticism when you uh, have it happen in front of 40,000 people. And then it makes it on the internet. But, again, it, it felt like if you watch the video in the background, like, the, the dude who plays the trumpet is, like, maneuvering a tablet to get a better angle. Like, I feel like it was being recorded. The camera that had a uh, close-up on her the entire time never moved. So it's Even one of those deals grosser. where yeah, if you see it, you're like, hey, this is probably not something that should be shown to our entire audience, but it stayed there the whole time. So I just feel like it was planned from the word go. So it, it's equal parts gross, but also brilliant from Brass Against. Do you know what I mean? I mean, uh, you know, unless you had seen a couple of their viral videos, my guess is you hadn't heard of Brass Against. Like, have you seen their cover of The Pot? That's probably, by, that's probably their biggest video thus no. far. Uh, she's an incredibly talented uh, vocalist that, and Brass Against is an incredibly talented band that basically use horn instruments to cover rock songs and make them sound really big and orchestral and that kind so of like thing. So like the version of, like, Apocalyptica uses cellos. They use trumpets. Well, kind of, but uh, it's multiple horns and also she sings. So, you know, Apocalyptica right. is pretty famous for just breaking it down instrumentally your favorite metal songs this is a little bit more of a of a cover band but putting a different spin on things either way uh, a brilliant marketing move for the band but a really gross way of getting it done 
Uh, we will not talk about that for the remainder of the day. Congratulations. We got our P-Talk out of the way. We will, however, give you a chance to win $200 in cash in a little thing we like to call the X-Double Dare. That's going to be happening at 7.30. Bearded Badass on the agenda today. A chance to win several different things, including uh, Call of Duty Vanguard. Uh, did you spend the weekend doing that? I did, yeah. I got to play a little bit of that and watch some movies. Uh, oh, you watched several movies? Yeah. What did you watch? Well, we could talk about that later. Okay, fine. Uh, what do I care? Yeah, Plus, what do you care? we'll also get to some music. We'll start with some Red Hot Chili Peppers. This is Soul to Squeeze here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J on the X-Rocks. On The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by our friends at the Advocates Injury Attorneys. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Seems like every weekend that goes by, we have another incident happening on a plane, and this one is fairly serious. A Southwest Airlines employee is still in the hospital uh, over the weekend after getting punched in the head by an unruly passenger. During the course of the flight, authorities say the passenger had boarded her flight at Dallas Love Field Airport and got into a verbal argument with an operations agent. She was asked to exit the plane, and then things got physical. She allegedly punched another uh, operations agent in the head and was arrested for aggravated assault. The employee was taken to the hospital in stable condition, but uh, two jaw jackings on one particular plane. And it's either uh, we get into fights with each other or we're getting into fights with uh, with operations agents, as they're now apparently appropriately called on airplanes. Uh, and it's like they were I was just reading some research. It's literally two to three a week that's happening right now, uh, which is crazy. Like, everything becomes physical all of a sudden, and I don't understand how this happens or why it's happening, but it's happening more and more often, and it's happening more and more often on planes. I guess what we can, you know, uh, just kind of come away with here is that once the, your your switch is flipped, it doesn't flip back on. Well, it's weird. Like, like uh, don't you know at that moment that you, you've lost control and, you know, what... Here's the thing is, we're not seeing... The consequences of these, all these stories that come up. You're right. So we don't see the consequences of what happens to these people after they flip their gourd and do something stupid. Um, and I think that needs to be, we, we need to talk about that because there are real consequences for doing something this stupid. And we don't see those. So people are continuing to do them like they don't get into that big of a trouble or it's not that big of a deal ultimately when they do something this stupid. But no, these are, I mean, you're, you're going to go to jail. Yeah, you'll get assault charges, and uh, odds are you'll also end up on a no-fly list, which means you're not traveling anywhere. Your life will be ruined over this thing because you don't want to, A, put on a mask at an airplane or just you've had enough or whatever. Like, you're going to lose your job. You're going to go to jail. You're It's just, it's over. Cancel culture, dude. Well, I mean, in this particular <laughs> version, you deserve that. That's that's the consequences of breaking the law and doing something stupid. And these are probably somewhat normal people that just you know thought that they've had enough and decided to do something about it. Wrong decision, man. Yeah, yeah. No, listen. Uh, I, it doesn't. Uh, there is no backstory. I don't know what caused this particular outburst to happen. I don't know if it was a mask incident or if it was something else. Uh, but I do know that regardless of what happened, there is a right way and wrong way to handle situations. And uh, start throwing haymakers on planes is almost 99.9% always the wrong way to handle. Yeah. 
Hey, uh, Big J called it. The Boise State Broncos were going to win, and they did, although it was closer than it probably uh, was like to be, and also a uh, rough backdoor cover for those of you that gamble on the sport. But nice win by the Broncos on Friday night, 23-13, to your final score. Uh, nice defense, really good uh, special teams game, impressive passing game en route to the victory. It wasn't a high-scoring game. But it was enough to make the Broncos win and look like they had the cover until on the last play of the game, uh, Wyoming put together a 74-yard touchdown. So it was a rough backdoor cover for uh, Bronco fans that bet on the Broncos plus uh, 13 and a half, I believe, was the line heading into the game. The Broncos win by 10, but it was a pretty decisive victory for the Broncos on the blue. First two-game winning streak for Coach Andy Avalos, so that's a good way to get it handled, and hopefully you had fun on a game day, Big J. Did you? What's that? Yeah. Huh? Yeah, game day? <laughs> that's great. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bother you. Uh, Cowboys win big uh, yeah last night on the, uh, the 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 Sunday football slate 43 to three your final score. a lot score. of blowouts yesterday yes lots of blowouts and uh, also uh, the first tie since uh, in two years as well as the game that was on a loop in hell was the Detroit Lions Pittsburgh Steelers game which was a battle of who wanted it less <laughs> a loop in hell uh, 16 to 16 your final score in overtime yesterday Chiefs seemed to figure it out against the Raiders uh, Packers had Aaron Rodgers on the field and uh, put together a shutout, the first shutout of the Seahawks in 10 years. We've got a Monday night football game tonight. Rams 49ers on ESPN to wrap up uh, week 10 of the NFL season. And people still went to the theater to ended up watching Eternals. Uh, cleared the box office number one, $27.4 million this weekend. Uh, it, it does have the worst reviews ever for a Marvel film. So it isn't being widely perceived as amazing, but it's good enough to win the box office. Also doing better than they thought was Clifford the Big Red Dog. Now, it's a movie that premiered on Paramount+, Plus, but it also brought in $20 million. They were expecting about 15, so it actually surpassed box office expectations. Dune 3, No Time to Die 4, Venom top 200 million at the box office here domestically. Uh, good enough to finish at number 5 at the box office this weekend. So people enjoy the Venom franchise as well, except for you and me morning after with nick and big j there's your important stuff for the hour that is metallica that is fuel here on the morning after with nick and big j let's talk about it big j break down the movies you saw this weekend yeah uh surprising to me i didn't even have a chance to ask the wife hey do you want to watch red notice uh that came out on netflix on friday mm -hmm. and uh she had said yeah let's w i want to watch red notice when you get home from uh from game day so uh i got home watched the game for a little bit and then uh, flipped over and we watched red notice so uh you know she uh, she enjoyed that she, she's a fan of the rock she won't come out and admit it but she seems to like all the rock movies all right well we there's watch. a good thing so we had fun uh, watching that movie. did you enjoy it yeah, I mean, I think it's it. You know, listen, everybody comes with some a sort of expectation that every movie they see needs to be like the greatest movie they've ever seen in their life, <laughs> and I don't understand that. Uh, and it was fun. It's supposed to be fun, but man, the amount of money they spent on that movie and the CGI is really, really bad. I mean, they they go to so many different locations and they make a point of those locations. Yeah, but it's pretty clear they were never in any of those locations. Lots of green screen. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they didn't do the the best job on some of the effects i'll just put it that way they spent the money on the rock and you know and ryan and yes i love the uh product placement from both uh brands uh tequila and uh, aviation gin yes 
uh, was fun. So, yeah, we enjoyed that movie. Yeah, it was fine. I-, I watched it this weekend, too. I feel like I'd probably be a lot more disappointed in it if I, like, saw it in the theater, if that makes sense. Like, if I paid theater prices to see the movie, I probably would have walked out a little bit more uh, upset about it. But at the end of the day, it was fine. I laughed several times. I enjoyed it. It was big, brainless fun. And it was two hours that I wasn't incredibly, you know, disappointed in. Uh, it was fine for what it was, which is a Netflix movie meant to waste time, which is exactly yeah. I think I mean I think Netflix is full of crap on their uh, their uh, uh, their their meta that they give out. Like it's the the number one movie that's ever come out on Netflix. I think they have to say that with this big well, of a, they, a yeah. Well, they don't ha- they don't ever share the right. Actual they numbers. don't tell you. They just that's why I'm saying I think it's I think it's a bunch of crap. But either way, uh, you know, Red Notice there it is. And then she managed to I managed to rope her into watching Shang Chi. Nice. Uh, which uh, I've been meaning to get you. That came out thanks to Disney Plus Day. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we both watched that. And she was emotional about it. Like, she fell in love with the movie. Look at this. Did you enjoy it? Uh, uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I, I liked it. I thought it was really fun. I thought it was cool. I I think that there's also a lot of, you know, I mean, we're getting into the, the stuff where I don't necessarily appreciate it. It's just so much of the CGI battles and things like that. And I don't think that was also necessarily done the best way, but either way, I mean, for whatever, it it was a lot of fun. And uh, the dynamic, the family dynamic there is really interesting. And so, yeah, it was really cool to see some of the surprise characters, uh, those sort of things. But yeah, she liked it a lot. I love Aquafina, So yes, she was fantastic in the movie. And so I think I managed to, to trick my wife into wanting to see the Eternals. How did you do that? Because I told her, I go, oh, the next, she's like, what's, what's, when's the next thing coming out for this? And I'm like, oh, it's, it's already out. It's in theaters. Well, you, doesn't, do- it doesn't have a lot to do, but we don't need to tell her. Okay. All right. That. And All then, right. and then, uh, so she kind of wants, and I'm like, hey, Kid Harrington's in it. You know, so. Kind of tying into her Game of Thrones enjoyment. Yeah, I'm trying to wrap her back into the Marvel Universe, so that would help dramatically. Maybe that would wrap you back into it, because you don't seem to be interested in this phase. Or now are you, thanks to Shang-Chi? Um, I mean, not exactly. I, I'm trying to picture, get, so is, is you know, the thing that happened at the end of Shang, with the, the, the thing that comes out of the mountain, right? Is that one of the... No. It's not has nothing to do with the Eternals no. at all. No. Oh, okay. No. At least not that I I mean I have not seen the Eternals, but it is my understanding that no, this this particular mythology that they built up, this this that that particular big bad in that movie was completely oh, okay. you know that particular universe. I, I don't know how or if Shang-Chi ties into Eternals at all. Uh, I don't know how any other part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe ties into it because I haven't seen it yet. But uh, I do not—I I do know that it's not an attachment to that. So I believe they're two separate entities. They're trying to build two separate worlds there, and apparently at some point they'll come together. But they're just not ready to do so just yet. Yeah. So we we had a great uh, time of watching some movies over the weekend. Great. Overall, both of them Big J approved. Yeah, Look absolutely. Spend your time watching movies, just like Big J. Morning After hey. with Nick and Big J. We will do a little bit of Bearded Badass. That's happening next on the X-Rocks. I'm going to grow a beard. Presented by The Beardsmith on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. And The Beardsmith's brand new location in Caldwell is open 25, uh, 2505 Blaine Street in 
Caldwell right next to Stewart's Bar and Grill. And you can check out thebeardsmith.com to make your appointments. Today's bearded badass is in a league all of his own. Though his beard might not be nearly as mighty as his bandmates, Zoltan Bathroyce defines the phase the phrase badass. He also happens to sport a beard on a regular basis. Granted, it isn't as majestic as bass player Chris Kale's, but he makes up for it with what he does with his beard. Aside from being the founding member of Five Finger Death Punch and the rhythm guitarist, he also happens to have a couple of black belts in martial arts in both jujitsu and judo. And Zoltan regularly uh, competes in competitions. Over the summer, he took second place in the American National Jiu-Jitsu Championship in both Super Heavy and Absolute Division. He also ended up injuring himself uh, pretty decently here and has been recovering since. Uh, Taking a cursory look at his social media, you might wonder if Zoltan is a character from a Grand Theft Auto game. Not being shy about his passions, which include music, martial arts, but also supercars, mansions, and machine guns. Zoltan knows how to have a good time away from the stage and recording studio, but take a look deeper and you'll see a common thread amongst his five-finger death punch bandmates, Philanthropy. He's also a founding member of the Veterans Nonprofit Home Deployment Project in Las Vegas and sits on the board of advisors for Veterans Empowered to Protect African Wildlife, an anti-poaching organization operating on the African continent composed of U.S. combat veterans. He and the band also regularly support law enforcement charities and at every local Five Finger Death Punch show, the band does a meet and greet specifically for law enforcement and veterans groups. Uh, Zoltan Bathroy, bearded badass. Certainly a uh, friend of the show as well and uh, takes everything very seriously, including his fun and a very good gentleman. Agree or disagree? Yeah, agreed. And, you know, the hate on this band is, is ridiculous because all these guys are, are pretty sweet in person. And every encounter we've had with them, they've just they go out of their way to try to help people. I've never really understood like the the backlash against Five Finger Death Punch. Now I, I understand the music is subjective, and you can like or not like a band. But every time I I I hear something negative about Five Finger Death Punch, it's always like. They have been proclaiming themselves to be the hardest metal band that has ever lived, and they've never once said anything like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's the it, it, it's like everybody gets mad at them because they aren't metal enough, but like you know nobody is ever. It's not like they're up there claiming to be Pantera or anything like that. Do you know what I mean? They're just up there making music and writing stuff that makes them happy, and they also happen to be really successful at it. But again, uh, rock and metal fans, uh, we continue to uh, completely cannibalize any kind of success we ever. Have have uh because anytime a band regardless of the genre if there's a little bit of rock to them and they become largely famous or mainstream accepted or are able to actually play arenas all of a sudden they're the worst thing that ever happened to music i'm not sure why that has to happen with our with our particular genre of music but boy do we love bringing down people that have success in in the rock world it's crazy yeah but uh you're right i mean whether you like or dislike the music of five finger death punch that's fine that's totally your call but what you can argue is the amount of good that these people put into the world because of the success that they've had uh and they are very nice people so uh that's the way it works and that's the beauty of bearded badass you can point out the good in people and that's exactly what big j did with zoltan uh rock on sir and thank you big j thank you Traffic. No. Thank you. 
On the way, important stuff. We are going to do the X Double Dare, a chance to win some money. That is happening at 7.30. Please hold tight for that. But first, TDS Fiber Traffic Center time brought to you by the Idaho Lottery. It's normal freeway speeds on eastbound I-84 between Nampa and Boise. Important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates Injury Attorneys. You didn't deserve to get into an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Big J, have you ever heard of the Institute for Scientific Information on coffee? No. Well, get ready to live, my friend. Is it uh, independent or owned by a coffee maker? Uh, it is uh, actually an independent uh, study that, or basically an independent organization that is mostly in Europe, by the way. But they have put together several studies basically about the positive effects of coffee, my friend. Uh, it is beloved by many. And including you, I would say it's one of your favorite things in the world to drink. Yes, agree yeah. or disagree? Uh, have you noticed that, because uh, I don't drink coffee, have you noticed that with the time change or it falling back out of daylight savings time to standard time, that you drink more or less coffee? Has it affected at all any way that you drink no. it? It's just the same? You don't drink it like longer into the day than you would normally or anything like that? No. Beautiful. Then congratulations. It has affected about 27% of people that drink coffee on a regular basis. They say that as the days get shorter, it gets darker sooner, that they start drinking coffee a little bit more than normal. Uh, about 24% of people say they find it harder to concentrate when the days grow darker, and so that is why the coffee helps them a little bit, especially later in the day, and so they start to maybe have a little bit more difficult time falling asleep. But one of the positive effects of that is it actually does help you with your depressive thoughts. Increased feelings of sadness can be real when it gets darker quicker, and coffee can help with those things. It sets off some very nice endorphins in your brain that make you feel a little bit better about yourself, about the world in general, after you have that first sip, if you are a coffee fan. It does make you feel a little bit more positive about things, and I think that's a pretty uniform experience. Agree or disagree? Sure. I mean, I don't know, because again, I'm not a coffee drinker, but is that first <clears throat> cup of coffee really a game changer in the morning? Does it make you feel better about getting up? Not every day. No, no, I can't imagine now. it's batting a thousand, but would you say more than most? Yeah, sure. Doesn't sound like you're buying I, into it. Yeah, I don't. You can say no then if you disagree. No. Uh, the Wyoming Cowboys could not win at Boise State on Friday night. Final score 23 to 13. Boise did not cover thanks to a late 74 yard touchdown by the Cowboys, which is four seconds left in the game. But it still was a 10 point win for the Broncos, the first two game winning streak for Andy Avalos. Did it make you feel better about the Broncos now that they're six and four? I don't know. Bowl eligible, dude. Come on. Yeah. Get in the spirit. I'm still going to keep negative reviewing them. Seems to work. Yeah, so far so good. They're 3-0 when you pick them to lose. Cowboys win easily over the Atlanta Falcons. The Tennessee Titans knock off the Saints uh, as they could not put together a late two-point conversion. Colts over the Jaguars. Patriots huge over the Cleveland Browns. Bills big over the Jets. The Lions and Steelers play to a tie. God help us all. Uh, the big upset of the day was probably the Washington football team beating Tampa Bay Buccaneers and beating them pretty handily. Uh, the Buccaneers really were not even close to that particular game. Tom Brady threw two interceptions in the first quarter and uh, Washington was able to move on although it does look like Chase Young may be out for the year with a torn ACL. Yeah. Uh, I would say that the uh, the Panthers win over the Cardinals would be the other upset, but no Kyler Murray, no Hopkins make that a little bit more palatable and believable as a victory. Uh, Cam Newton, two touchdowns, by the way, in his return in a Panthers uh, uniform. His first two plays. Yeah, yeah, he's back as he continued to shout. 
Uh, Vikings did upset the Chargers. That was a pretty big win for Minnesota on the road. Uh, Eagles big over the Broncos. Packers shut out the Seahawks 17-0. And the Raiders lost big last night to the Chiefs. Chiefs looked like themselves again. 41-14 the final score there. Rams 49ers tonight to wrap up week number 10. And like it or not, we're getting another Predator movie, Big J. Yeah, we talked about this. called Prey. And it will be set to stream on Hulu in the U.S. in the summer of 2022. It is officially part of the Predator universe. Do you know what the logline is? Uh, no, I don't. Basically, it's the set in the world of the Comanche Nation 300 years ago. This movie will follow Nauru, the skilled warrior who fiercely protects her tribe against the very, maybe the very first Predator to hit Earth. And so that's the idea behind Prey. So it's like Apocalyptico meets. Oh yeah, Predator. no, I knew that. I thought you meant the tagline. Like oh no, tagline, tagline and yeah. no, no. Yeah, no. Like line different. several months ago, we did it. I did a. Um, uh, what's that thing I do every morning at nine thirty? I'm not sure. A not sure. Bad impression. Yeah, there you go. Bad impressions. That uh, coffee not working. Yeah, this was several months ago, though. Now we know it's coming to an actual streaming network near you, and we know what it's actually called, and we have an actual uh, logline for the movie. So a little bit more details about it. Are you interested in it? Yeah. I guess. Uh, did you see the last Predator movie? The of Predators? Course. Yeah. The one with uh, Keenan and Michael Key? Yep. And uh, Thomas Kenna- Jane. Thomas Jane, that's right. Don't forget about, um, let's see, uh, Jake Busey was in that one as well. Uh, that's right. Uh, I did not think that was very good, so we will see what happens. Again, this is set 300 years in the past, so it's a whole different angle altogether. It's not the further adventures of, it's the first adventure of. Double Dare on 100.3 VX rocks a new week a new chance to win some cash for the x rock double dare it is time for us to try to give away at least 200 dollars today that is the goal and it's nice to welcome in caller x this morning her name is Catherine. good morning Catherine. how are you um, good morning. I'm doing very good. Thank you. Wonderful. Happy Monday. Hopefully uh, we can make you a little bit of money this particular day. It all revolves around your knowledge on this category. Big J? Straight up box office bombs. Are you a movie fan, <laughs> Catherine? Do you know a little bit about movie trivia, that kind of stuff? I do. I like movies. All right. It's going to so come in handy today. Right. We want you to win as much <laughs> money as possible, so best of luck, all right? Okay. Thank you. All right. For 50 bucks. Before he was Deadpool, this actor tried real hard to launch the Green Lantern into a franchise, but just lost $86 million instead. Ryan Reynolds? Right. That is correct. Worth $50. (laughs) That money is yours. You can take it and walk away, or you can go double or nothing, which is supposed to be at least a little bit more of a difficult question. Would you like to keep the money or try for $100? I'll try for $100. Okay. The pretty bad Wonder Woman sequel, which was set in this year, lost over $100 million at the box office. 1984? Yeah! Right! Look at you, Catherine. That is $100 in your pocket. Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, $100, or you can go for $200, which uh, is supposed to be the most difficult question. What's it going to be? Mm, I think I'm just gonna take 100. Okay. okay. All right. Listen. Uh, no. No harm in that. Uh, that you want to try for the $200 question just to see the $100 is yours no matter what. Sure. Okay. No matter how much Big J loves this film, The Man from Uncle, starring this actor, also known as Superman, lost 87 million dollars at the box office. 
Yeah, I don't remember his name. Ah, see, you made the yep. right decision. Very <laughs> don't good. Don't remember Superman's name? Help her There's out, Big There's been Jay. a lot of them. <laughs> Henry Cav, Henry Cav, right, is okay. the name we were looking for. That would have got you two hundred dollars, but you made the right call and just took a hundred bucks. Smart move, Catherine. Congratulations. Thank you. That money Thank is you. yours. <laughs> Please hang on one second. We'll make sure that you get it. There's your double dare. It'll happen a couple times more today. Twelve thirty with Jason Drew. Five thirty with Adam, and up to two hundred dollars will be up for grabs each time. The category remains the same. Straight up box office bomb. So know your trivia, and you could end up with some money just like Catherine made there. Morning after with Nick and Big J. We're going to go to hell next on the X Rocks. Rocks. We are headed to the Bronx, New York for today's We're Going to Hell story. The Bronx. Yeah. Uh, what do you do with a lady that just won't stop jumping into pens at a zoo, Big J? Uh, I don't know. You make her a worker there? Uh, well, work. She wants to be close to the animals. Yeah, you prefer those people know what they're doing and not be, you know, clinically insane would be probably one of the requirements for that particular job. I mean, listen, job. I offered up a solution. <laughs> uh, but somebody that calls herself the Lion Lady continues to get in trouble at the Bronx Zoo because she keeps jumping into the Lion's exhibit there, which is not recommended for anybody. But somehow this lady's 2-0 at it. Uh, she did it back in 2019. Her name is Maya Autry. She's 32 years old, but she calls herself the Lion Lady. And when she jumped through in 2019, she basically just professed her love to the big lion there at the Bronx Zoo named King. Of course, she was captured and uh, banned from the zoo, but she was somehow able to sneak in over the weekend again. And around 3.40 in the afternoon on Saturday, sure enough, she jumped into the lion's pit again. Uh, This time, seemingly more crazy than ever, as she had herself a big blonde wig on, and she jumped into the lion's pit and just kept screaming, I love you, King. I came back for you. King, of course, being the lion, right? Then she started blowing kisses at it, shaking and dancing at the lion, and then she started taking money out of her purse and literally throwing $100 bills at the lion in order uh, to pay homage to it, I guess. Now, lucky for... The Lion Lady, King, actually could give a rat's ass about her and ended up looking at her, uh, laying down on the ground and seemed fairly confused by what was going on. Luckily, she didn't get attacked, but she was able this time to escape the lion pen as well and escape the zoo without being captured. So they're still looking for the Lion Lady after her second visit to the lion's pen. Damn, the lion just lay there not doing anything. Yeah, I could care less. Maybe it just ate or something and it was just like, listen, this is not worth the effort. Or maybe or... it loves her back. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe. I mean, listen, I'm not one to jump to conclusions. I can't assume what the lion feels or how he emotes, but he didn't seem to care, but maybe he does. Maybe hey, he likes the attention. Hey, Lion Lady, I'd like to introduce you to the Tiger King. Yeah, yeah, get together. Have fun. You two can be crazy together. Do a show together, please. Well, tough for the Tiger King to do anything as he still no. is in federal prison. But, uh, you know, it is it is interesting to know that this is a thing that continues to happen. One might feel like, uh, you know, I don't feel like you should have to change everything just for one person. But maybe your lion put shouldn't be that easy to get into would be my other solution, right? Yes. Yeah, that's concerning. Anybody that's able to get into this thing twice, you feel like you probably need to make some changes. If if anything, to protect people from themselves. Now, I understand that once you cross that particular barrier into the lion's pit, all bets are off. 
And if something dumb happens to you, then that's what happens for doing dumb things. But probably shouldn't make it easy for some 32-year-old in high heels to, you know, walk up to a lion. You might want to put up a little bit more than a velvet rope to prevent that from happening. But so far, so good. Uh, no comment from the lion in this situation, but we just know uh, Lion Lady likes to throw money at lions. So there's that. No report on what happened to the money. I don't think she picked it up. So she might have just left like $1,200 behind as well. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. In the news today. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. The important stuff brought to you by the Advocates Injury Attorneys. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Kids can be cruel sometimes, Big J. They can be especially cruel, they found out, if you've had yourself held back a great. Uh, they found out that uh, people, kids especially, have uh, likelihood of being bullied if you've been held back a grade, more so than in any other situation. About 12% of students ended up repeating a grade at some point in their schooling career, and about 30% of those students reported, you know what, yeah, the experience wasn't great. People knew that I was held back. It wasn't a good schooling experience for me. Uh, especially if you are a dude, you're more likely to get bullied in school in that particular case. Uh, about 70% more likely to get bullied to be held behind because of it. Not great if you skip a grade either, in case you're being curious, Big J. Uh, tough to be the uh, smallest one in the same grade as everybody. But you know yeah. what? You battle through it. What are you going to do, right? Uh, but it is a good thing that you have some awareness to this. So if you have a student that's struggling in school so much so that they need to, you know, go back a grade or be held back for a year, that's going to make things harder for them. And they're probably not going to be too upfront with you about the struggles they're having, not only with the school themselves, but the peer group. So knowing these risks could actually help us be better parents and better parents to our kids that are struggling in school, which is supposed to be the takeaway from all of it. So let's just make sure we keep a close eye on everybody. Everybody's as mentally healthy as they can be in whatever situation they're in in school. Agree or disagree? Oh, agree, man. It's not an easy place to be, and sometimes we don't make it easier on our fellow students when we're kids. That's for sure. Boise State ended up beating Wyoming on Friday night. Final score, 23-13. to It was a nice two-game winning streak now for the Broncos. First one for Coach Andy Avalos. Uh, they did not get the cover, but they ended up getting the victory. So congratulations to the Broncos. Nice defensive effort. Uh, really good passing game and even some special teams that got the job done. Uh, it was close, you know, 10-7 to at halftime, but they ended up pulling away in the second half. That's always nice to see. Uh, as far as the NFL goes this weekend, Big Jake, could you pick a game that was the most fun to watch? Well, yeah. I mean, I was enjoying the the Cowboys game. Uh, because you have players in the, uh, the fantasy football yeah. side of things. Beautiful. Yeah, that was a blowout from the word go. If you're a Cowboys fan, I'm sure you had a good time, but the Falcons didn't put up much of a fight. 43-3, to the final score there. Patriots just took it to the Browns as well. That Patriots team is getting better and better every week. 45-7, to the final score there. Lots of blowouts yesterday. Uh, Bills blow out the Jets. The Panthers blow out the Cardinals. The Chiefs blow out the Raiders. The Packers shut out the Seahawks. And we've got a game that could be a blowout tonight as well. Rams, 49ers. Sorry, I know you're a 49ers fan, Big J. 
Uh, that is going to have uh, to way wrap up the week on ESPN. We also had a tie yesterday between the Steelers and the Lions. So that finished at 16-all. Ben Roethlisberger didn't play because of COVID, but that game was hard to watch, period, dot the end. Uh, I will admit, Big J, I am in a bit of a Great British Bake Off run now. I don't know what possessed me to start watching this show on Netflix. I watched it a while back, but I've picked it up again recently. I think it's because, you know, I've got the little puppy at my house now. And so I'm I'm actually, it's kind of nice to have on in the background. I don't have to fully pay attention to it. I can pay attention to the dog and also have something kind of happening. Oh, yeah. And so I've, I have taken to watching The Great British Bake Off on Netflix. And uh, this surprised me this morning, or at least made me happy. I shouldn't say it surprised me. It's a fairly big hit. But uh, they're bringing it back for a bunch of seasons and a bunch of different spinoffs to it. Uh, British Bake Off Extra Slice, Junior Bake Off, Celebrity Bake Off, all sorts of stuff are going to be happening for Channel 4 for another three years, which is basically the BBC company that produces this show, which means all of these will end up on Netflix as well. So if you are a fan like I am of the Great British Bake Off, it just know it's not going is, away anytime uh, soon. And I think Daniel Levy, is he be the host for these? Uh, no. I don't know who Daniel Levy is, first of all. Dan, you don't know who Dan Levy is? Uh, from Shits Creek? No. Oh, no, 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 no. This is a totally British production. It's um, it's well, like yeah, a... Yeah, I, I heard he was really... No. It, well, if it is, it's maybe one of these new ones that I haven't heard of. But the great British bake-off has got Paul Hollywood and the traditional ba- British cooks. And then it's got two dudes. I know both of them, but I can't remember either of their names. Uh, as the host of this particular spinoff of the show, The Great British Bake Off, the original one. But they're all signed on and coming back for another three years. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. Smackdown. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. And we've got a Call of Duty Vanguard game for you to win. Uh, playable on PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 5. If you're lucky enough to have one of those. We'll get you set up for that download code here. If you can beat me, Pop Culture Smackdown. Free video game coming your way, courtesy of us, if you can defeat Big J. Today's Pop Culture Smackdown will start out with a theme, uh, and then we'll get into the regular old pop culture style, see how far we get. 208-287-1003 is the phone number. All you have to do is best Big J in order to claim that particular reward. Let's go to the phones. Hello, the X. What's going on? Good morning, man. What's your name? Jeremy. All right, Jeremy, you're up first. Today would have been Ed Asner's 92nd birthday. Uh, in the movie Up, how did Ed Asner's character travel in his house, courtesy of Pixar? Uh, up. Yep, nope. In the movie Up, how did his house travel? <laughs> oh, balloons. Yeah. Right. Balloons is correct. Balloons. Big J, Ed Asner also played Mary Tyler's Moore's boss at a TV station on the Mary Tyler Moore show and won several Emmys doing so. In what Midwestern city did that show take place? Oh, man, I feel like this was a question from last week. Um, For some reason, I don't know why. I'm going to go with uh, Chicago? Wrong. No. Nope. Indianapolis? Wrong. Nope. Milwaukee? Wrong. Nope. A little further west. Um, yeah, I don't know. You got me. Minneapolis, Minnesota. Right. Took place in Minneapolis, Minnesota. That show did. Uh, Jeremy, that's all it takes, man. Call of Duty Vanguard is yours. Hang on just one second. We'll make sure you're all set and good to go. There's your pop culture smackdown. We have got to run a headlines. Those are happening next on the X Rocks. <laughs> 
Indeed it is, Big J. Your headlines are as follows. Got you now. Why change anything? And good luck sleeping tonight. Got you now. This is one way to deal with owners who don't clean up after their dogs. At the downtown gallery luxury apartments in St. Louis, tenants are starting to face some serious consequences if, you know, your dog poops and you don't pick up after it. The complex provides residents with pooper scoopers and weights bags and says upon moving in, dog owners have to give them cheek swabs from their dogs and send them to poo prints. Now, poo prints is a Tennessee-based lab that specializes in dog DNA waste management. Basically, then, the dog's DNA is in the poo prints database. And so what happens is, once a week, the people that run the property go around, pick up the dog poop, and then run it back to the lab, and they connect who's not picking up their dog's crap with the dog's DNA back at poo prints, and they could get kicked out of their apartment if they don't pick up after their dogs, Big J. Damn. That's right. They're not messing around anymore, man. And for those of you that have lived in an apartment atmosphere, probably, uh, if you want to call it a luxury apartment, I mean, you certainly don't want dog crap laying around everywhere, right? Oh, yeah. Than your own backyard. And so I guess this is a nice little thing to have. Seems excessive to me, but I certainly can understand uh, being upset about people not picking up after their dogs. You know? Yeah, traditionally, you'd be like, oh, you can't prove it. Well, now you can. Now you can. Yeah, exactly. We know whose poop this belongs to. Therefore, you're not picking up this after your dog. little Morty poop. <laughs> well, no. I uh, Which is a pebble. Yeah, it's not exactly big. And also, <laughs> uh, I do pick up my poop every two days in my backyard to make sure that it's not uh, covered in it. But uh, I don't think anybody's going to be complaining about my backyard covered in poop if it happens to be. Why change anything or good luck sleeping tonight? Good luck sleeping tonight. Uh, Guess what they found out, Big J? The Royal Society of Open Science when it comes to bees. What? I don't know. Uh, They scream in moments that they're being slaughtered. Specifically, they studied this with murder hornets. So what happens is the honeybees do their own version of screaming for help and in pain when they happen to be in pain. Isn't that awful? Yeah, man. The, these honeybee screams are produced when the bees vibrate their wings and release a special form of pheromone from their abdomen. Uh, basically, it's it's a collective defense rallying call. Uh, it's similar to, you know, when you hear, like, chimpanzees screaming in the wild when they're in danger. That's kind of like what bees do. So it's good to know that they're screaming in pain and in danger when they're in danger. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Shouldn't that help you get some sleep tonight? Uh, especially when being attacked by murder hornets. What a treat. So now you know Poor that bees. honeybees scream just like the chimpanzees in your nightmares. We're all connected together now. Wrap it up with why change anything. Now, I know I might be in the minority here, but I believe that no matter how much you like one particular food, if you were relegated to eat it for every meal for the rest of your life, you would eventually get tired of said food. Do you happen to agree with that statement or no? I mean, yeah. Uh, But there is one woman, Jane Winterham, who is 66 years old that lives in the UK that says that's not true. She apparently has eaten a Christmas roast every day for the last 20 years minus one day. The woman says she whips up the roast, some Brussels sprouts, some carrots and potatoes every single morning. And she sometimes gets that same meal from a pub or restaurant, but it's always a Christmas roast. And she claims that the uh, having the consistent calorie intake and eating the same thing every single day has helped her maintain her figure. 
She does note that last Christmas was the one day she did not have a Christmas roast. She had a Mexican feast because she was a guest at somebody else's house and didn't have a choice. But by her estimate, she eats about 1,400 roast potatoes, 1,000 carrots, and about 5,500 Brussels sprouts in her lifetime. So that's a lot. But she likes Christmas roast. I mean, but I imagine every single day that have to get I'm tired. I'm Julia right? Child. I like a Christmas roast. Like, I like, you know, there's nothing wrong with a pot roast every once in a while, but every single day, the same thing. It would have to be maddening. But I guess some people are super into their routines, right? God, I guess. Uh, but I don't mind mixing things up. I mean, I like pizza, but even pizza every single day, you would grow to get tired of pizza. But apparently this lady loves her Christmas roast. <laughs> Ladies from Guns N' Roses, that is hard school here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. And believe it or not, Thanksgiving's already next week, dude. Yeah. It's coming up quick, which means you probably got to start meal planning, and you better make sure you plan the right meal, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. And so uh, here, here is a, <laughs> a survey uh, put together by um, uh, a company called uh, Zippa.com. And what they do is uh, they work mostly in uh, career and job research, but they go through a lot of data, Nick. And they came up with a list uh, based off of um, uh, internet search uh, on, on in the local area, uh, local areas and state areas. So they came up with a map of, of sides. Now, they in their data, even, even they admit there's some problems here. Uh, the fact that uh, gravy was considered a separate side for mashed potatoes. That's insane. Um, but, uh, you know, so I, you know, I mean, you kind of can put gravy on other stuff, but usually those go hand in hand. Yeah. Or on the turkey, I suppose it could be a thing too. Yeah. Especially with your dry ass turkey. Um, <laughs> that's part of the whole thing. So, uh, the list here is if the favorite sides, Nick, Idaho, it's it just doesn't make any sense. Who's searching this as a side side salad side salad is the number one Thanksgiving side for Idaho. Is that just for Thanksgiving or is that in general? No, for, for, for Thanksgiving. See, that's I don't think I've ever had a side salad for Thanksgiving. Yeah, something's gone terribly wrong. We would have, it would be naturally mashed potatoes, fools. <laughs> or stuffing, or I mean, there's a billion and a half other sides for Thanksgiving that are Thanksgiving centered. Stuffing hardly comes up in any of these. See, that's crazy to me. That's my number one. Easy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not something you have all the time. Right. Mashed potatoes, you know, you, you can have on a regular basis. So here's how this kind of, you know, at least in the Pacific Northwest, uh, Washington is stuck with roasted vegetables. Very, very uh, hippie-ish. That yep, makes sense. Oregon's doing mashed potatoes. Okay. California mashed potatoes. Arizona, or I'm sorry, Nevada mashed potatoes, and Arizona for that matter. Uh, one of the things that they found here that people don't like, except for Idaho, I guess, uh, is uh, people want to have you up on the carbs during Thanksgiving. So bread is becoming a big deal. Uh, Utah's rolls, yeah. crescent rolls for Nebraska, fruit salad in North Dakota. I, I, my grandma used to make fruit salad on Thanksgiving. I enjoyed it very much. So I can, I, I, again, that's more of a dessert to me than it is a side, but to each their own, I suppose. Here are the only two places that had, uh, well, at least, yeah, stuffing um, in, in uh, Maine and in Connecticut. Well, there you go. Maybe we're Northwesterners at heart, Big J, or Northeasterners, I should say. But uh, this, is, this is ridiculous. Please don't make a side salad for Thanksgiving. No, no, no. Listen, you could put it on the table, but it should not, it should not be a priority, nor it should be anybody's favorite for Thanksgiving. 
uh, go for the real Thanksgiving sides and make your Thanksgiving family happy. We were at the dinner table last night, Nick, and so I've been. I I hate turkey. Like I, I just I'm not a fan of turkey. Right. Uh, I don't like cooking the turkey, and uh, you know I I don't like smoking turkey. It's just because it's such a big bird, and it's just hard to get right. Um, and I was like, ah, you know, I, there's so many other things I'd rather have. And uh, so I was uh, trying to uh, hopefully get a vote at the dinner table last night for prime rib. You were lobbying. Yeah, and got shot down from everybody, including Kyle, which I was surprised because he's a red meat eater, you know, but he doesn't like prime rib. Yeah, prime rib is so, a, is an interesting meat. I mean, if you don't like your meat, like somewhat medium raw, then you're yeah. not going to like prime rib that much. And I'm like, how about just the turkey breast? I mean, we're not having it. Like, everybody's working, going to be somewhere. I'm going over to my sister's for the most part by myself. So, I'm like... Did you lose? Yeah. So, yeah, are you going to have to cook turkey for the yeah, family? I got to tur- cook the turkey. And all, you know, I mean, it's all going to fall on my shoulders. I mean, but the wife will help out for sure. Sure. But at the same time, it's just like, come on. Well, listen, man. Uh, sometimes tradition wins out. Mason did say she prefers ham over turkey. Listen, make a ham. It's so easy and yeah. good. And leftovers are great. I mean, it doesn't matter when you have ham. It's delicious. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make a ham. I've decided. But yeah. uh, listen, it's just me. So I won that for one to nothing. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's you come over? your thanks. No, apparently not. For your Thanksgiving dinner, you don't want to cook. Just me and you for Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> we have got ourselves some bad impressions. Those are next in the X Rocks. <laughs> 100.3 The X. And we're going to get you set up with a Boise meal deal from our friends at Papa Murphy's. We got you a large pepperoni pizza, some uh, breadsticks there, also dessert. You can uh, cook up your own uh, cookies with some dough that they hand you, and two bottle or two liter bottle of soda, your choice, if you can figure out bad impressions. Dinner's on us if you want to play. 208-287-1003 is the number that you need to call. Bad Impressions works like this. Big J has a celebrity on his mind. He has written three clues about that celebrity. If you can figure out who that celebrity is in those three clues or less, then some Papa Murphy's is yours. Hello, The X. Yes, sir. Good morning, man. What's your name? Marshall. All right, Marshall, you're up first. Best of luck. Yeah, fictional character here, okay, Marshall? Okay. I had to change my name to hide from the Empire. Just call me Ben. Um, could you repeat that? I had to change my name to hide from the Empire. Just call me Ben. Uh, I was going to say Han Solo or Benoit. Let's, uh, it's not Benoit Balls. Uh, here's the next question. <laughs> I had a massive lightsaber duel with Darth Maul. Give me the other one. Now, that is a name I haven't heard in a very long time. Damn it. I'm not a Star Wars guy. I'm going to walk away from this one. Walk away? All right, man. It happens. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Huh? I'm going to say I'm going to say Han Solo. Han Solo? No, it is not Han Solo. It's not Han Solo. Han Solo ever handle a lightsaber, Big J? Uh, by accident, maybe. Hello, the X. How's it going? Good, man. Did you hear the clues or did you need him again? Uh, can I get him again? Yeah. Yeah, it's a fictional character. I had to change my name to hide from the Empire. Just call me Ben. Next one. I had a massive lightsaber duel with Darth Maul. 
Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Good enough, my friend. Hang on just one second. We'll get you some of that Papa Murphy's coming your way. Why is Obi-Wan Kenobi in the news? Well, the Disney Plus uh, Day release uh, and all the news that came, I mean, just so much stuff came flooding out of that uh, last week. One of the coolest things was uh, a look at Obi-Wan Kenobi, the Star Wars TV series that's going to happen on Disney Plus. Uh, so we got a, a little bit of a look about that and Ewan McGregor talking about it. And one of the things they promised, Nick, was a massive uh, duel with uh, Darth Vader. Uh, yes, the awesome concept art is really what you were privy to. Uh, and uh, that's fine by me. I mean, oh, listen, man. I'm all in anyway. It doesn't matter what they showed. It was That was going to happen. I'll tell you what, though. Just what they did with Darth Vader alone at the end of Rogue One was chilling and awesome to see the kind of ferocity that we we know that Darth Vader would have, but never really seen it before just because some of that kind of stunt work was never applied uh, and just the seriousness, I think, of it in, in the movies to, in previous. It was kind of scary, actually, in a lot of regards. So I expect that that's going to be in this vein, and I cannot wait. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. I was disappointed in some of the other things that came out in Disney Plus oh, Day, yeah? but... Yeah, I mean, I was kind of excited for Ms. Marvel, and then it, it, it kind of played out as, like, it, a, a really cheesy kind of kids' show, which kind of left me a little bit disappointed. Um, but it is Disney, so I have to be able to take some good and take some bad. But I liked what I saw out of Moon Knight. I liked what I saw out of She-Hulk. And so uh, there's some good things headed that way, for sure. But nothing that really, like, blew my mind that uh, we didn't already know was coming, if that makes sense, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, maybe if you're an X-Men cartoon fan, the reboot of that would be exciting. But that's a show I never watched. But I did talk to people that were very excited about the X-Men cartoon news. So there was that that was a pretty big surprise that came out on Friday. Either way, that's going to do it for Bad Impressions. We wrap up the show here next on the X-Rocks. <laughs> That is Sane by Fozzie, and that's going to wrap up the morning after with Nick and Big J on this Monday. Thanks for hanging out with us. We appreciate it. Got a chance to crown another bearded badass today, courtesy of Zoltan from Five Finger Death Punch. That was fun. Big J saw a couple of movies he actually enjoyed over the weekend, which is not necessarily rare, but certainly something he will take over the course of it. And we'll see if we can't break that streak yeah, tomorrow. You that tomorrow. <laughs> that's, that's the goal, anyway. I mean, I'll ruin it with my poor choice. <laughs> and of course, we also had a chance to give away some money this morning. 100 bucks went out the door. We would like to have that happen a couple more times today, maybe even 200 bucks. So hopefully your knowledge of box office bombs comes in play with Jason Drew at 1230 and Adam at 530 today. Uh, that leaves you with the floor, Big J. Yeah, uh, Macy's Day Thanksgiving Parade uh, is going to continue on this year. And they've added a bunch of uh, new balloons, Nick, one of them being Grogu. Better, yeah. better known as Baby Yoda. Yes, I saw the actual, uh, but it's the, I don't know if you're going to like it, because it's the Funko version of him. It's the Funko oh, yeah. balloon yeah, from yeah, Grogu. You hate Funko. Funko. Although, technically, Grogu already kind of looks like a Funko, if we're being honest. Yeah. He's got the eyes that that uh, that uh, don't really, that kind of like are, are staples of the Funko brand. But that's going to be happening. It looks good. It looks big. It looks like Grogu. I can't deny any of it. Will it make me watch the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade? No. What? No. No. I've never been a parade fan, man. Ever. Ever. I don't know what it, even You're when I used to do parades. I used to have to, maybe it's because I had to be in so many of them that I just grow to dislike them. Back when you were in band? Yeah, yeah, back when I was in band and we had to do all these parades and it just, it was like, it was always super early on Saturday mornings and it was just like, <laughs> oh, 
Uh, but listen, Probably freezing too. I mean, yes, it was never. Yes, Wisconsin. it was. It was never fun. It was never fun to be a part of it. Uh, but I used to do them, and uh, maybe I was just like, yeah. Now that I had the uh, the opportunity to choose whether or not I do it, no thanks, <laughs> no thanks. But uh, more power to you if you watch it every single year. Next set of X Rock brought to you by Team Mazda and the pre-owned Superstore. If you need a car loan do-over. Check out the I pre-check button at GoTeamMazda.com. You know the one you hear about all the time on the X. It's right there at GoTeamMazda.com. Jason Drew swinging in here next. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a good one. It's the X Rock.